There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today Hey, my name is Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Let's just get right into it, Jacob. What are you drinking? Sarah, I'm taking it back to childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all the way back to childhood. Got it. (laughs) Shout out to orange juice. Just just orange juice in general. Pulp or no pulp? I go half pulp. Some pulp? They call it some pulp. Why do they do that? Call it half pulp. No. You're not a pulp person? No. I, we've talked about this. I don't want any bits going in my drinks, like the aloe juice, any of that. Some pulp is good, but there's nothing. Absolutely nothing that tastes as good in the morning, aside from coffee that's a hot drink, that's something else, than with your breakfast. Then orange Slam in a glass of OJ. Do you drink coffee and OJ at the same time? No, I'll, no, I'll do a little break. And then you'll brush your teeth and then you'll have a fresh palate or what? Yeah, I'm bad at brushing my teeth in the morning. I'll brush my teeth in the late morning. I work oh, from okay. home. I don't need anything. I don't, I don't <laughs> time, need is, like... time is relative. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, what about you? What are you drinking? Tequila. Just <laughs> also pairs great with orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm weird drinking orange juice in the morning. No, when no I'm drinking... not drinking tequila in the morning. Okay. Just Explain. in general. Where's okay. So the, uh... I go through drink eras and I am sure if you guys are people that go out, um, I don't know, like a vodka soda is always my signature. Recently I've been moving to tequila sodas. Because your girl can't mix. I can't mix or else it all goes downhill. I can okay. I can mix like a shot of tequila here and there and with like some vodka sodas, but now I've just learned What's the point of that? Just stick to one type of liquor, Sarah, and you won't feel like ass the next day. And you have to go soda? I prefer soda. This is me. Listen. Are you water? No, no. This was going to be... I'm in my 30s, (laughs) folks. When you are in your 30s and you'll get there, uh, you can't do shots anymore. They really hit. They really hit. They really hit. You need to mix it in with a soda or something. Okay, but like, I mean, I can do both so i always do soda though. like my the thing is you go you to the bar few, you only no, have a few years side left, note <laughs> side note unbelievable drink that i know people know exists green tea shot what is that it's 
oh, it sounds like it's a weird combo, but it's whiskey and um, like peach schnapps. But the mix of it makes it taste like green tea. Ooh, okay. And they're dangerous though because you can just take the shot like it's nothing. I did say I'm coming into my tea era, so maybe, <laughs> Ooh, maybe I found a way around it. it. That's the way around it. Anyways, I'm in my tequila era right now where I'm ordering a lot of tequila at the bars. So if you have a tequila recommendation, please let me know. I want to eventually be the cool person that orders tequila on the rocks at a bar. If I can do that one day. Classy. Yeah, like, like the really smooth tequila, like George Clooney's. Casamigos. Yeah. Anyways, that's the cool. It's good. Uh, Sarah, what are we reading or watching this week? Um, The Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's go. Second round. Watch Huge. 19-year well, curse broken. I know. 2004. What were you doing in 2004? I was eight I was years 14. old. <laughs> I was um, eight. No, I would have been 13. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Probably eight. like picking up rocks and collecting them. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> a cool. I, wasn't a, I was not a cool 13 year old. Um, yeah. So we, I was with some friends watching it and just like the electricity of this city. Very happy for Mr. Nolan Cattell, whose entire life and personality hinges on whether the Leafs win or lose. <laughs> so that was great for all of I us. I saw that what was it in a TikTok of yours that he, you said that the Leafs are <laughs> Nolan's Taylor Swift. Yes, that's the best way to describe it. It's the only way I can describe, like, like if, if Nolan could throw a Tron Maple Leafs dance party for thousands of people, like, that's what he would do. Like, like it's like a parable. <laughs> you know what I mean? What would the activities be? <laughs> I don't know. Watching hockey? Like, watching it? Uh, they could, know. like, do the handshakes of yeah. different players. That's Tron Maple Leafs. Go Leafs go. Cannot believe we're seeing a second round. I'm so excited. Go Leafs go. I am going to say, listen, my marathon's almost done. I can stop talking about it. You know how annoying people are when they just talk about it nonstop? That's it's me this right week, now. Though. It's coming out. I watched, and it, okay, it's this creator. A lot of people were calling him like the British Casey Neistat. I kind of see the the appeal a little bit. So I was watching his YouTube video. His name is Ali Gallup. Gallup, I think it is. And he put like out a YouTube. Like giddy up? Like Gallup. <laughs> yeah, he's galloping around. <laughs> pretty close. He put out a YouTube video called Marathons Aren't About Running. And I fully like... Listen, I'll watch Marley and me and like get teared up. But otherwise, it's tough for me to cry during mm -hmm. a piece of content. I teared up during this. Really? Yeah. It was just like Were all you about... reflecting on your like own first marathon and stuff? Well, okay. It's about running, but it, it's a video about running at the London Marathon. Mm -hmm. But it's not about running really, really at all. It's mm -hmm. about like the human connection and the different stories that are being told and play out over oh, the course that. of marathon training and whatnot. And it's no different than like the Toronto Maple Leafs where like people are so invested in something mm -hmm. because there's this crazy history behind it. Uh, and it gets really emotional. That's why yeah. it's so exciting for these moments with the Leafs moving into the second round, finally winning a playoff series after so many years, or someone like overcoming a personal struggle or running for a loved one who's passed away, mm -hmm. uh, accomplishing this big goal. So anyway, that is what I was watching this week, which which uh, was really it's nice. Check it out if you can. It's getting amped up. You can also watch Jacob run the marathon um, this weekend in Toronto, right? This Sunday? weekend, this Sunday starts at seven thirty. It's all around the city. So if you if you it see takes me, a long time though, so you don't. Have to, I will not be watching at seven thirty. It takes like four hours, doesn't it? Three. I'm what? shooting for, for under three forty five. I'll I'll see. Oh, probably okay. Yeah, we'll That's see what happens time. in the se second half. If I get a three thirty, it'd be amazing. I don't think I will, but you know you have to have confidence. So let's do it. Let's go green tea shots if you get three thirty. Yeah, if you see I me on the it. course, bring a couple candies and give <laughs> give give the boy some chocolate because uh, I'm gonna need I'll it. Need it. Um, what are we listening to this week? Okay, you're going to like this one, I think. Okay. I was psyched up. This is kind of dad rocky, but I love this band. And I they're probably the band that I've seen the most live. The National. They You've had, seen them the most. Aaron Dessner. 
The most live, really? The yeah, national? Yeah, I've probably seen them four or five times. We love Aaron Desner on this podcast and in Taylor Swift world. Exactly. So like has collaborated with... For context, helped collaborate on Folklore and Evermore. Yeah. And a few other tracks, including mm-hmm. one track for the new national album that Taylor Swift is actually featured on. Yes, the Alcott. The Alcott, yeah. So anyway, this was like a big deal for me. So I stayed up. It was like Thursday night and I stayed up past midnight to listen Aww. to the album because I was so excited about it. I love and then I picked that. up the record the next day. Uh, amazing album. I love it. Good. It's fantastic. And they haven't Dad had one Dad Rock. In a while. I love yeah. that. What about you? I've been listening to our boy Niall Horan. And by the time this airs, I will have just seen him in a private show with Universal Music. Shout out, right. Allie. Shout out. And his um, new single that just came out, Meltdown. Uh, yeah, Meltdown. So I'm going to get to see Niall Horan. And last time I saw him, um, other than in concert, was 11 or 12 years ago when I was 15 years old and I met him at a Much Music thing, okay, which yeah. leads us into our next guest, who was also a Much Music host. So it all is just feeling very full circle right now. <laughs> From bracing our TV screens, bringing us the biggest news and interviews in entertainment to building a community dedicated to health and wellness through her brand, Healthy is Hot, please welcome to Talking Fast, Chloe Weil. Hey, you actually do talk really fast, I know, I do. I know. (laughs) I I really, I had big expectations. I was like, okay, I need to have some candy before I go. I know. This is going to be a fast-paced podcast. You do. You talk very, very fast. I've been told my entire life. Someone the other day goes... I've always listened to the podcast on 1.25 speed, though. And I was really? shocked. I was shocked by that. I was like, oh, okay, I've got to pick 1.25? up my speed. Yeah, no, Slow positive, down. like 1.25. People do say you need a sugar high to kind of come into here. Okay, 100%. no, I just had, I, there's a convenience store across the street from where you guys record. And I went and they had, I love a good convenience store snack attack moment. Yes. And they had all kinds of candy in those like tiny little bags. Yeah. I was like, what do I get? And I, I was gravitated towards uh, the blue feet. Oh, no, sour yes. I was torn. I was torn. There was like the watermelon classic, the peaches. But then I was looking at these feet and I was like, I think the I need feet. some artificial blue feet candy <laughs> Some in my blue life. dye in my veins. And before. I am feeling good, guys. Okay, I'm feeling fired up and amazing. excited to be here. Good. We love That's it. That's the energy we like to hear. So what's crazy for me is that 10 years ago when you won VJ Surge, I was like going to those, I don't know, the competitions, the weekly episodes, whatever it was, because I was a little much music fiend who would just go every single week and beg my parents to drive me to Toronto to go. So it's really cool to have you here just because like, I don't know, it's wild that I was a teenager and there and being a VJ was my dream. So how did that like kick off your career now? Can, we were just talking about how you're still here 10 years later in Toronto talking to the biggest artists and celebrities in the world. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you were one of those cute teeny boppers <laughs> that would go because that was yeah. such a wild experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a very small town, had zero aspirations to be on television. Oh, really? So this was never part of my plan. Like I was that kid that carried around like a bucket of tadpoles and brought them to school. Like I was the oh. weird kid. I was the kid that liked to play with mud and climb trees. I was not the one taking center stage and like performing in front of everyone. I was obsessed with like animals and people. And the older I got, I got more obsessed with science and healthcare. And I was like, I'm going to become a doctor. I'm going to change the world and make it a better place. And I'm going to become a doctor. And so everything I did from that point on, when I was quite young, when I made this big proclamation for my life, Mm -hmm was to become a doctor. So I studied in sciences. Whenever I went 
went and partied in Europe in high school. I went and volunteered abroad in Ecuador for a month. In Sejab, I studied science. I went to McGill in Montreal and I did a BSc in neuroscience and psychology. I was really gung-ho on being a big nerd and I absolutely loved it. So then how do you end up applying for the last VJ search? Like Chloe was literally the last VJ. Yeah. Yeah. Life sometimes you can have a plan. And life <laughs> is like, fuck you. We're going to go in a different direction today. Full pivot 360. So I did that first degree. I wrote my MCATs. As you do, it's a big entrance exam to get mm. into medical school. I was fortunate enough to go to Stanford to basically shadow a bunch of medical students and watch an open heart oh surgery. Um, shout out to my friend Ashley Lowe. Her parents helped fund that trip for me. And it was during that trip where I had a moment of realization where I was like, whew, I have wanted this for so long. And now that I'm getting really close to it and I'm seeing people do mm -hmm. it, I think I may have romanticized it a little bit. And I started uh, to feel like a really big disconnect between what I thought I was going to be doing every day and what I was like visually experiencing and viscerally right. experiencing wow. by witnessing what physicians and doctors do every single day. For sure. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this is actually not what I want to do. But I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I guess I'll go into nursing. I'm going to go right away into mm -hmm. another degree. I'm going to postpone my medical school applications, go into nursing, and then I'll become a nurse practitioner. That was then the new goal. I'm mm -hmm. going to become a nurse practitioner, open up my my own clinic. I'll move into the big old province of Ontario where you can do that. And that's how I'm going to help people and change the world. So I'm in my nursing degree. And uh, at this point, I am five years into university, one and a half degrees under my belt. At some point, I was on the cycling team. I was partying a lot because EDM was everywhere at the time. <laughs> I had multiple part-time jobs to pay my way through school. Like, mm -hmm. I was doing a lot, and I got very burnt out. Mm. And that burnout absolutely debilitated me to, oh, like, geez. the utmost degree. And I ended up having to go on a sabbatical at school. Mental health was not really a thing that was talked about that much 10 years ago. Not right. the way that it is yeah. now. Back then, there was a lot of, like, stigma and shame. And it was just something you kind of dealt with behind closed doors. I didn't even have the language to know what I was struggling with at the time. Mm -hmm. I just knew that all of a sudden I couldn't do anything. Like, I was just completely oh, like catatonic things were just very very hard mm -hmm. and from the outside looking in I had a lot going on like I was at the top of my class I had a great circle of friends I had a great partner I was working all these jobs things kind of looked awesome but inside I was like really mm -hmm. really not okay so thankfully McGill pulled me aside and their team was like yeah maybe uh maybe we'll why don't you take a year off why don't you focus on getting better and then you can come back your GPA won't be affected and you can continue crushing this nursing program oh, and I was like all right like uh, sure yeah. that sounds good and so this is January of 2013 and I'm officially on a sabbatical I'm living in Montreal all my friends are in med school or in nursing school like they're doing their thing mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there and I'm like well this is fun like what am I supposed to do like I don't you've told me I need to get better but you haven't given me any tools on mm. like what that's supposed to look like and so I'll never forget this day I was wearing a bright pink onesie with white polka dots and a big cupcake on, I don't know, it was ridiculous. It was like something you would see like a newborn baby wearing. Very 2013 yeah. though. And I had like, uh, I was watching TV, yay cable, and I had the remote and I was just kind of haphazardly flipping through the channels, feeling really sorry for myself, feeling really sad, feeling really confused and crying. Mm -hmm. And as I'm flipping through the channels, I ended up landing on much music and I heard the words that forever changed my life. And it was Scotty Willits and Lauren Toyota. And they said, do you want to be the next much music VJ? And in that moment, I thought, why the fuck not? Like, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing anyways. So I decided to put all of my academic fervor 
that I like have been pouring into McGill for so long and I poured it into everything I could learn about this world of much music in like a really intellectual way. Of course, Mm -hmm. I grew up in Canada, so you grew up loving much music, Mm -hmm. but it's a whole other thing when you study it like you would like a physiology applying, yeah, class. Like applying like research and like. A hundred percent. And like. So interesting. Really doing a deep dive on everything. So I started to absorb everything I could about this world mm-hmm. because I really like didn't know what to do with all of my energy and all of my curiosity. Like just because someone says, oh, you need to take time off and like feel better. Doesn't mean you're going to like all of a sudden do it. Um, and so that's kind of how my interest was peaked in entering this VJ search. So did you have any <laughs> knowledge or experience in that side of things? Or in, in media? like hosting, like yeah, being beforehand? on camera? Very good question. And the universe or like whatever it is that you believe in, it's so weird when you look back at the opportunities that come your way. And at mm-hmm. the time you're like, this is a whatever thing. Like, yeah. So it's just wild. So I did actually have a little bit of experience and if you really want to have fun friends, just go online and look up Chloe Wilde Ask Men on YouTube and you will see how bad <laughs> I was. Ask Men? Ask Men. So essentially, I used to, uh, I tried to be like, what would they call them back in the day? Like you would get hired by beer brands and you would like oh, go like to a, like ambas- street, team like, or... street team ambassadors. Yeah, but like, like not people? like street team is like way more PG. Like we were like going into bars and like we would not be bottle girls, but you would basically be like brand ambassadors okay, in yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. And so someone in my life randomly was like, hey, like I think you'd be really good at this. And I was always looking to make money to help mm-hmm. pay for my rent and for school. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I would refuse to be a bottle girl because I hate heels don't mm-hmm. like wearing tight dresses. It just like wasn't for me. And the guy that sold me on this was like, you can wear your Converse and like you can wear comfy clothes and you're just like handing out beer and being like a Molson girl. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I think I might do mm-hmm. that. I hated it. It was not for me. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't have the tolerance for it. And, but this guy would randomly keep calling me. I'm like, oh, I've got this random opportunity. Like, do you want to do this club night? And I'm like, no, man. Like, I'm, I wish I could because the money's really good. But like, I can't, I will punch someone in the face. Like, I yeah. just don't have the tolerance for like behavior that happens in clubs. And then he randomly called me and I was like, oh, like, okay, what, like what, what random gig do you have for me now? But I actually really needed the money. So I was willing to be like a Molson girl or whatever if it, mm-hmm. if it needed to come to that. And he's like, okay, cool. So this is, website and they're looking for videos um and it's called ask men and you'd be on camera but it's like pretty chill and I was like yo are you asking me to do like soft porn like (laughs) I was like ask men on video like I'm very confused but it ended up being a really cool random opportunity that came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. where we would shoot these videos for their website um called ask men and they were called the daily brief and we would just kind of recap cool stories happening in Mm -hmm. the world that were targeting at their male audience so like tech stories or sports stories I had no idea what I was talking about (laughs) and I was very bad like I'm telling you very bad but I did that for a little bit before the VJ search yeah okay okay. so have you always been someone who is open to taking on a new challenge and I'll frame the question a little bit like this because I've also heard you talk about this from the perspective of like health and wellness that becoming a student of something and pouring all of your energy into that and learning something new that you probably aren't an expert at yet is something a way to like work through and get a lot of energy out there is that something that you've always done your whole life yeah like if you if you provide like an opportunity that's going to be really hard I'm going to say yes yeah I I think I'm too curious not to like I'm very curious Mm -hmm. and if you pique my interest enough I'm gonna dive in and if I decide to dive in I'm gonna give it like my very very best and that's what happened at the vj search but Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you like i was one of the eldest 
BJ hopefuls because um, everyone was like 18. Really? Yeah, I was like At 24 when I got hired. I was 17. I was so pissed yeah. I couldn't apply. Oh, <laughs> so I was in grade 11. I was like, so <laughs> one more year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like 24. I was surrounded by like all these oh, really amazing young individuals that went to broadcast school mm-hmm. and they'd been practicing this their whole life. And really, they were just like, they had this deep sense of belief that they could become VJs. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like going through stuff and I'm a science nerd, but like I'm here, so let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm. And it was the wildest, most exquisite experience of but my life. But it's so cool to hear how some of those like skills like transferred, like the general just curiosity that you have, it applies to science and trying to, I guess, figure out like a thesis or like any of that and research base. And then that also then can apply to talking to artists or like, because I mean, as like a producer, I understand that research is like the core of anything you do, any piece of content you create. If you're not good at researching, then it's like, you're kind of like left out hung to dry and I'm sure like you know that's so, like you already having that work ethic is like it makes a lot of sense that that would then propel you into being successful on that because you would have just know how to prepare better than anybody else but interestingly enough there is such a thing as like over preparation and that's something that I've had to really like work mm. on especially in the early days of my career because as a type a like I don't know, studious person mm-hmm. I would hate to go into a situation unprepared but my version of prepared is is intense it's like way too intense it's way too much work it puts way too much pressure on myself and when I was able to let that go and let curiosity also take Mm, you know like a really really big place in the conversation in addition to being prepared that's really when the magic happened because I think it's one thing to be prepared and to go into conversation be like okay cool like I'd love to hit on these beats and these milestones but if you don't leave room for the unknown and the unexpected you miss out on so much magic like I watch interviewers all the time like in the entertainment industry especially like more stateside I'm like you're not even listening like you're not even listening and that's like at the core of any good conversation sure some person some people could talk a little bit more than others but mm-hmm. at the end of the day like you got to just listen and that's when you see those ins and I think that's where the magic happens in I, interviews. I hate when you're like listening to an interview or watching something and you're just like ask the follow-up ask the follow-up and you can like it's like hanging right there but it's like you can tell that it's just like they've gone through their like notes they have yeah. it memorized in their head and they're, yeah they're not as flexible with it yeah so is let you kind of talk about kind of letting go and being less not less prepared but I guess more open to seeing where a conversation goes Mm -hmm. is that a similar theme that is tied into the core of your brand healthy is hot as well learning to let go a little bit and maybe you know retrain yourself Mm -hmm. and the perspective of wellness uh to yeah take care of yourself and your and your your mental and, and overall well-being a hundred percent like when the vj search came into my life was right when i kind of hit rock bottom like with my physical health and my mental health mm-hmm. and so as i was on this trajectory going into media like i was technically still supposed to be taking care of myself and that was when healthy is hot was born it was actually at my lowest moment and i was just on a search a quest to figure out how in the world I could feel better and to feel whole again especially Mm -hmm. because I was feeling really broken while I was in all of a sudden like in the public eye and much music you remember like it was like a thing like it was a thing that people got really excited about people were like very intense very intense which was amazing like it was so wild to be able to experience for even just a short little while but at the same time I recognized thankfully that I had to figure out how to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and so healthy is hot 100% came from a place of curiosity it also came from a place of accountability. I could have done my health journey on my own within my private life, but this was early days of Instagram and 
I made that public declaration to myself way, way, way long ago, probably when I had like 40 followers, like it just wasn't about that, that I was going to strive for healthy is hot above all else. And that's kind of when it started to snowball, seeing other people respond to it grew into a blog like everything grew into a blog back then yeah. um people started to get involved and what i loved about healthiest hot the blog when it was in existence was all of the writers were volunteers like everyone came oh, to amazing. be a part of healthiest hot because they felt they had a story to tell or they felt they wanted to connect mm -hmm. with someone and tell their story a lot of people were professionals of course in the health and wellness industry but i wanted a place online where people could come as they are and share their story with regards to what health meant to them or what they were hoping for with regards to health or what their struggles were with regards to health and then as much as the blogging part was fun I missed the interviewing part the mm -hmm. interviewing people is what I love most in my job like right. holding space for people mm -hmm. and seeing what happens when people's guards come down even just a little bit and so like you guys with a podcast it's such a special medium so to be able to take those conversations and again that curiosity and bring into podcast form was so special so talking about the blog the podcast and kind of the different iterations of healthy is hot you also now have the app okay it's so wild to hear you even say that. <laughs> it feels really techy and i can take zero credit for the coding okay but no it's wild like and i think I mean, I think everyone's tired of talking about the pandemic, but the pandemic was this weird time in all of our lives where our schedules were really, really altered amongst a million other things. Mm -hmm. But my life pre-pandemic was traveling constantly for work. There was no such thing as like a Monday to Friday, nine to five. It just, that wasn't our life. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the pandemic came and we were grounded in Canada and following protocols. And all of a sudden I really was given like the gift of time and weekends. Yeah. And... I found myself very anxious, like a lot of people being like, what am I going to do? Like, mm -hmm. what is happening outside? I need to put all my energy into something. And my heart and soul kept wanting to go back to health and wellness. And I was like, I want to do something where I can like use this energy that I have and maybe put some good out into the world. And I missed being a student. So then I became a health and a life coach over the pandemic because again, oh, I had amazing. a little bit of extra time. And I started to work one-on-one -on -one with people during the pandemic when everyone was going through such difficult times. And it was the best. Like it was so incredibly Mm -hmm. rewarding and fulfilling working with people again it's like holding space and allowing people to show up as they are judgment free hearing their goals for themselves with regards to health and wellness and being a small instrument and in helping them see that they are capable of everything that they want in life and then we all went back to regular life, the new normal. I officially have no more time <laughs> yeah. to be coaching people one-on-one -on -one or have the energy. And I'm so strict with like my boundaries now. I don't know if it's now that I'm in my mid-30s, but like don't fuck with them and I don't mm -hmm. fuck with them. But I had all of this like knowledge and education that I learned from like my McGill days and now most recently with the health and life coach certification and I missed being able to connect with people. So I just like funneled all of that into the app and I wanted people to be able to have an app. We're on our phones all the time. So mm -hmm. like why not have an app that's within your phone that can help bolster the way that you live your life every day. And I also wanted like a really affordable entry point into the health and life coaching world. I think there's incredible benefits to working with a coach one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Definitely this is not replacing that. But for people that are a little bit curious, don't necessarily want to spend like thousands of dollars to commit to working with someone, I wanted there to be a place where people could go and explore like what it means to practice gratitude and mindfulness and body image and learning the basics about food and nutrition 
nutrition and movement, mm. also providing challenges along the way. So it took a lot of energy and it's definitely a labor of love. But when people go on and start to experience the different modules and then they hit me up and they're like, yeah, like I have such a better understanding of that. I'm like, mission accomplished. <laughs> Yay. I love that it's not just like one area too. It's like you, you're you covering like everything from, I don't know, like like you said, from mindfulness to healthy eating. Everything as like a full. Well, I yeah. think, yeah, that's important. As a human. That's important too. And I think I, I even heard you talk about this on your podcast is how like having a toolkit with many different ways to approach your wellness mm -hmm. is important and like when those are maybe not serving you anymore yeah. trying to find new ones that can can kind of fill in the gaps so how important is that when it comes to both a having a community because i imagine that there's a, a good group of people that can also lean on one another mm -hmm. but how important is it to to kind of have like sarah was saying a good toolkit of many different resources. Yeah. Um, Everyone needs a toolkit and like that toolkit <laughs> will expand and grow as you change. Mm -hmm. And some of those tools are coping mechanisms that might be a little bit outdated, but like they definitely served a purpose, but there's nothing wrong with expanding it. And mm -hmm. I think the wider and more diverse your toolkit can be with regards to like taking care of yourself, the better. And sometimes the toolkit is, yeah, those things like, I don't know. Some people love, I hate bubble baths, but everyone always talks about bubble baths. And <laughs> that's my thing. Like, honestly, the idea of like sitting in water and then it gets lukewarm and like, the, it's just, so, it, Oh, but this, the, the key cool. is my, like, cause everyone's like, Oh, well like how long are your baths? Like half an hour ago. No, no, no. Like I'm in the tub when it's scorching hot for like six minutes. Then I get out. Like they're really yeah. short, but it's like, that's like my, that's all I do. <laughs> your hot, your hot exposure, not cold exposure. That's all I do. But, you need a toolkit. Maybe it's a scorching hot tub. Maybe it's cold exposure, something we're both into. Yes. Sometimes like it can be as something as simple as like when you fold laundry straight out of a dryer and like you're actually feeling how hot it is. And in oh, that current true. moment, you're like just so present in folding your laundry. 100%. There's something so simple about that, but like that is mindfulness mm. at its core. Like just yeah. being in the Well, okay, that's moment. what I was going to say is true. I think that sometimes there's this misconception about what mindfulness yeah. is. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to achieve mindfulness. I'm going to get to that point through these resources as opposed to it being a practice that yeah. you probably have to put into practice every single day. And it can be as simple as that, right? The laundry comes out of the dryer and like, mm -hmm. oh, you are here right now enjoying this moment, but also just being mindful of the present as opposed to, you know, trying to reach a certain goal. 100%. My favorite time to practice mindfulness because my brain is always mm -hmm. in a million different directions. Mindfulness very is very, very, it's so hard. <laughs> but like I love food. Like food is one of my favorite love languages. Mm -hmm. And so when I was eating the candy, like right before coming out here, yeah. okay, eating candy on the go, not super healthy. I get <laughs> it. But it's what I needed at the time and it hit the spot and mm -hmm. I have absolutely no regrets. But I'd had one of those super busy days and I was like, yeah, I need to just like get present because I'm about to do a podcast. I want to show up and be the best version I can be and like have some fun with you guys. And so I was standing outside like eating the candy and I was like just thinking about what it tasted like, like the texture yeah. of the candy in my oh, mouth, like something as simple mm -hmm. as like just connecting to the here and now. And it lasted oh, maybe seven seconds. But in that moment, mm -hmm. I was able to kind of like just be with my delicious candy. Yes. And like perfect. Oh, I okay. I, I, that just reminded me, I kind of did this last week. I had to go to the dentist and I don't, that who, is the who likes it? Well, no, okay, listen. Like healthy, like mindfulness situation. For no, me. no, no. But it's the practice of it because that is exactly what I was trying to do as well. So it's good to put a name to that yeah. is that I, you know, I don't, didn't want to be at the dentist. I was feeling like I was going to have a panic attack just mm. waiting for the dentist to come in the room. But one thing that I'll do is kind of focus on things that are in the room and just be like, oh, that, 
whatever it is is green this phone is green oh, which can be something okay. as simple as just grounding you in the space mm-hmm. and reminding yourself okay yes everything's maybe not okay don't One need to my, disassociate yes, right yeah, now we don't need to disassociate fully <laughs> yeah. panic attack can wait so i the when i learned that like i learned it as name and notice and it was in the cold exposure world right by one of my guides thomas and like right before going into cold exposure it's very important to like get present before you go into like near freezing water and so he would always set a timer for two minutes and for two minutes before going into the cold you know lake ontario he'd be like hey for the next two minutes i just want you to name and notice no judgment so if you saw like a duck you'd be like i see duck or like i hear waves and it was so simple like it's oh, so wow. incredibly rudimentary and sometimes we make health and wellness unbelievably like exclusive expensive and complicated yeah. and sometimes it's just as simple as like looking at this and being like that's a seafoam green foam. Yes. Cool. Oh, and just like being aware of your surroundings that way too and focusing on things. Yeah, that's a good that, that's a good point. I think that's one of the things that's most interesting to me about your app too is the fact that like you're trying to like break down those barriers of health and wellness being I gatekept, I yeah. guess. It feels very um intimidating. I think if people scroll through Instagram and they see like the clean girl aesthetic or like all those things or TikTok, whatever it is. And at its core, it's like people are yes, trying to like be better and make changes their lifestyle that will help with health and wellness but sometimes I think it's sometimes done in such a trendy way that that scares people off a little yeah. bit I know with me it scares me off a little bit so like what is something that people could start today that would that mean that's not scary that yeah. could help like with health and wellness mindfulness. 100% so two things first of all please go and walk like I'm like begging everybody to <laughs> track favorite. their steps and like my personal goal is 10,000 steps a day that might be a scary big number for you and mm-hmm. if it is that's totally fine if like right now you're hitting at like 2,000 steps a day because you have to drive to work you sit at your computer all day then okay no problem why don't we try to bump it up to like 2,500 and mm-hmm. challenge yourself to just maybe walk an extra you know, a little walk around the block before you go to your office Mm -hmm. and try to commit to that for the next seven days and track it, you know, like give yourself a little gold star or check mark on your calendar every time you're able to hit 2,500 and then you slowly go up. But I think sometimes when we all of a sudden are like, I'm going to be healthy, I'm all of a sudden going to like be a whole new person. Mm -hmm. We put all these unrealistic goals in ourselves or we try to be like those girls we see on Instagram which frustrates me so much because mm-hmm. a lot of what we see on social is just a bunch of bullshit yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it's not really relatable or accessible. So like you got to pick something and look at your baseline and see like, how can I improve this just a little bit and then track it and commit to it for seven days. And then at the end of the seven days, we're like, actually like wasn't that hard. I like that you said seven too. Cause I feel like a lot of things like people assume they have to be like a 30, like 60, like the 75 hard thing. That's like, like there's just like, I, I think it's more intimidating. It's intimidating. Like you saying seven just and made it go like, Oh, I sets you up for that. failure. 100%. I think yes. when you don't hit certain goals as well. Right. A hundred percent. And if at the seven, you're like, you know what? That was actually really challenging. Maybe I need to taper back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, maybe this week it's going to be 2,300 steps a day. And then you can, once that feels good, then you can up it. So I really think steps like, and you're just, getting outside and if you hate walking like call a friend at the same time listen to this podcast while you're out for a walk (laughs) use the walk as a reason to go try a new coffee shop like find a way Mm -hmm. to hack your life so that it's easier for you to get those steps in and eventually maybe you can get to 10,000 as like your new goal and I promise you you will see such a difference because no matter what you're going to be moving your body in like a Mm -hmm. really gentle low impact way two you're going to be getting fresh air which you know 
sometimes is really tough. We live in Canada. Some of the seasons are really, really challenging. So not only are you getting loads of vitamin D, it's going to be good for your mental health. You're going to sleep better. Usually when we're moving our bodies, we make better food choices. So like the ripple effects are huge. And then the other one, and again, it's so, so simple, is water. Like so many of us, myself included, (laughs) like caffeine addicted. I would rather sip on coffee and matcha lattes all day, every day than just sip on water. Um, But there's so much research that shows that being dehydrated can negatively impact like every physiological system in your body but also your mental health like for me it always comes back to your mental health i really want people to strive to be healthy so that they feel good if you want to look good cool but like that might be a really sick byproduct of you Mm -hmm. feeling good like if you can feel great you're probably going to feel already better in your skin and in your clothes anyways and rather than like trying to look a certain way if we can all strive to feel better Mm -hmm. everything else is going to be so much easier and like moving our bodies gently whether it's walking and then also staying hydrated will definitely definitely help with that so if water is an issue set yourself an hourly reminder on your phone so i have that like i have to because otherwise i just want to have coffee so every hour there's a reminder (laughs) on your phone and it says drink your water and make sure that you have a cup or a water bottle that you actually like the look of Mm -hmm. you like the way it feels in your hand is it are you a straw person are you like a yes actually spout person a reusable water bottle was a game changer for me of just having it around and the tactile feel of it and the aesthetic exactly yeah yeah like you have to hack your life like it's too easy to be lazy like it's also so so wonderful to be lazy yeah and then so one last question for you as well for me is how important is vulnerability because i know that you have talked a lot about not letting the more difficult times and challenges in your life define you which Mm -hmm. i think is something that people get caught up in like we were just talking about people who are on instagram who are kind of sharing just the aesthetic nice parts of their lives that's not really reality, but how important is it to then share your vulnerability with other people? Yeah, I think vulnerability is like the ultimate superpower. I love that. Ultimate superpower. Because, and you don't have to do it on necessarily on social media. Like it can be with your partner or your friend or a family member mm-hmm. or someone at work you feel safe with. But being able to let your guard down and be vulnerable allows you to recognize that you're feeling that way. And it, a lot of the times it can take a lot of the power away from those feelings that are actually bringing you down and making you feel vulnerable in the first place. Like when you let them out, all of a sudden you're able to step back, take a bird's eye view and maybe make a plan to like deal with it, process it, lean Mm -hmm. on someone. So I think vulnerability is like such a beautiful thing. Um, And it can really bring people together, whether it's absolute strangers on social media, your community, your Mm -hmm. family, or and also with yourself. And also being vulnerable, if none of those examples speak to you, like be vulnerable within your diary entry. And if you don't want anyone to read it, just like rip it up, throw it away, (laughs) burn it, I don't care. (laughs) But letting all of that stay within you can sometimes cause so much harm Mm -hmm. that letting it out just, it just like takes away some of its power. And by being vulnerable, you're actually becoming more powerful yourself. Welcome back to our voicemail segment where every week we answer questions, uh, try to give advice. There was really no advice in this week's selection of questions and they, you know, can range from really serious to jokey to everything. And I think it just helps you get to know our guests a little bit better and us as well. Are you ready for voicemail? I am... Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. Don't be like, nervous. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> Do we, we need some more candies about, or we something? We just talked about vulnerability. I think you're going to be totally fine. <laughs> um, so the first question is from Alyssa, and it's, what's something that you're grateful for for the past week? Oh, Alyssa. Um, so behind the scenes, I've been going through quite a lot with my health the past three years. 
and we got some good news this week. So Amazing. I'm just feeling extra, extra grateful for my health. Um, yeah, so we should never take it for granted. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so a good one. You. How about you? What are you grateful for Ooh, this week? Right now, I'm feeling grateful as my marathon's far for six days away. Ooh, five six, days five away. Five days, five, six. I don't know. Again, I'm going to go physical health on this one because uh, my legs are feeling good. I feel good about the training block that I've just mm-hmm. completed and I feel good where my mental space is at. So I'm grateful for, for all that right now. Um, I'm grateful for new friendships. I've like really like found some like new people that have come into my life. It's so funny. Like you don't realize even as you like get older, you think you have your friends that you're like your people forever. But I love that. I don't know. Just like meeting new friends that you're like, oh, you're somebody that like will be in my life for That's a while. A yeah. So like adult friendships are hard. It's so hard. You really do find people hard. and you're like, yes. I think I have I'm, a friend. Sure. <laughs> like I think, and, and especially friend. one that's like it's like a really like authentic, real. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you've known them forever. Like one of those friendships. So yeah, I'm grateful for. Oh, oh that's friendships. good. So happy for you. Thank you. Do you want to go with number two? Yeah, definitely. I don't have it on. <laughs> we, you would we, love to. Like he's been waiting for this. I'm callers. so stoked for number two. <laughs> that is really hard. You get a lot of acquaintances. When, yes. In yes. The, in exactly. The, uh, a number million, a million people you can like go for a cocktail with but like very yes people, we can have like exactly that's like the standard yeah. too that's a good yeah. way to put it okay voicemail question number two what is one daily habit you can add to your routine to start living a healthy lifestyle i feel like i kind of stole this question from somebody earlier but we can each give a suggestion do you have one? Oh, you guys go first one habit or routine i got one no reading before bed that's like my, like, it gets you off your phone. It gets you out of like, I don't know, like the blue light and all that stuff that we know yes. is bad for you, all yeah. of that. And it helps you fall asleep and then sleep's so important. So the only way I have really good sleep is when I read before bed. Also, hot tip though, if you're going to do that, like be mindful of what you're reading. Like if you're going to oh, read I'll, something about like bettering points. your finances, maybe no, not no, the no, right no. book before bed. <laughs> That's a good you know? tip. Uh, granted, I only read like cheesy romance oh, novels. So like m- stuff you, you just like clear, turn your brain good. off. Exactly. I'll follow up off that one, but it'll be for the how to get your day started. One thing that I always do and it puts me in the best mood Listen to music while you're in the shower. There's oh. nothing better than just. Do you have a shower just, speaker? No, just I just use my phone. phone. <laughs> I just use my phone. Maybe I need a shower speaker. <laughs> I'm a little low key right now, but like honestly, that puts me in the best mood. Just mm-hmm. like I, I'll put on a song for like repeat. Everyone knows this for five <laughs> times. You know, but it's just a great way to start start your day with a, you know, a happy, happy mood boost. This is so wholesome. I love this. (laughs) Um, I'm all about setting yourself up for success. So like before you go to bed, before you tuck into Mm -hmm. that amazing cheesy romance book that I probably have also read. (laughs) Like set yourself up for the next day. So if you're a coffee drinker, can you prep the coffee the night before? So when you wake up, all you have to do is press start. If you're someone who likes to bring lunch to work, can you prep it the night before to make your morning super easy breezy? And also like setting out your clothes, if, especially if you're someone who like wants to work out before work or after work. Mm-hmm. If you have everything out and packed, it will be so much easier when that alarm clock rings and it always feels like it goes off too early to be able to actually follow <laughs> yeah. through on like yeah. your amazing set of goals. Because in the morning is when we have like the most willpower and we have, you know, we haven't experienced as much decision fatigue. So if we can set up 
ourselves for success the night before we have less decisions to make in the morning and so then we'll be able to make better decisions throughout the day and you can buy yourself like even just an extra like five to ten minutes of sleep yes which is so important. i love sleep so much <laughs> um again these go all over the place so our third one was just uh what's your favorite toronto coffee shop Ooh. Ooh. right now i'm really vibing with pilot coffee I love on ozington oh so yummy. it's yeah, like yeah. a saturday routine for my partner the, ben like, and i yellow lids it's so just cute. great i like the aesthetic the people are great they don't charge for oat milk which is very refreshing oh that's Ooh. nice then we go across the street we get a sandwich from cote de boeuf takeaway of course amazing we walk around so yes I love that. mine yeah. right now is forget me not which is at it's like known as the sean mendez coffee shop that's one that he's always spotted at uh at portland and adelaide uh it's very cute it's got like cute little workspaces and they have like couches that you can work on which i really like and they That's just nice. like they also sell these cute little like artisan artisan oh my god i can't Art- speak artisanal? Artisanal? artisanal artisanal that's what i'm looking for artisanal pieces and everything so if you're ever like in a rush to get a present you can like oh, oh that's get smart. a coffee and get like a cute unique little thing there i can Forget also second well. the sean mendez thing so that's that's the way i walk to work or bike to work yeah and one time i was biking so i was like you know going pretty quick because i'm snazzy like yeah. that <laughs> and also i'm like that guy has great hair and i was like oh it's sean mendez yeah. with his dog <laughs> with and his camila because yeah. they were dating and i was like Toronto. Always, happen. always walking his golden retriever. Yeah. In Classic. Part. I got to give a little bit of love to the east side where Classic. I live. And it was closed for several months, but it's back open. Tandem is... is uh, oh, I've never heard of Tandem. Well, you got to come over the east side more often. We're quite literally in the east end right now. <laughs> this is honestly the most east I've ever been. Oh, <gasps> wow. I live like I have, three blocks I have, away. <laughs> I have passed Broadview Hotel. I don't know where I am anymore, but now I know of Tandem. Okay. Well, you got to check it out. Thank you so much for being on Talking Fast. We give everyone a little self-care inspired gift and i'm glad you said matcha because i like got you matcha and i wasn't really? sure if you liked it um but yeah there's a little gift and then we also give you the gift of the opportunity to say whatever you want you can speak to your camera you can drop some wisdom you can plug yourself you can do whatever you want oh uh, as your final sign off all i'll say because i didn't know this earlier in my life but you have a voice you deserve to use it and like everything you want in life is out there for you but you got to believe in yourself first so go fucking get it go fucking get it thank you so much for listening to another episode of talking past thank you to chloe for stopping by and we will see you next wednesday bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 